All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Again, this is Stephen Michael Miller. So glad to have everybody here on the call today. This is our 10 a.m. Monday morning Limitless Tribe call. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful morning it is. Hopefully you're having a fantastic morning as well. You've had an opportunity to, uh, to get your power hour in, uh, your morning rituals, really just starting the day off right in conscious creation. That's really what it's all about, overcoming those limiting beliefs, those things that are holding you back. And, uh, and rewriting, writing a new script, right? Writing, writing something that's going to uh, help you accomplish and achieve what it is that you're looking to do. And uh, we've got Limitless this week. Uh, so if you haven't registered already, if, you're not, uh, if you haven't gotten that all squared away, if you've got some people that are, are still looking at coming to our main Limitless event, it is happening this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, we'd love to have you and them part of that, so make sure you get yourself and Get them registered to join us uh, at this this coming limitless here. It's going to be tremendous. And now I know uh, I don't know is let's see, Chris, are you on the call? I'm not sure if he was going to be on the call today or not. Maybe not. Well, we'll go ahead and just jump in today. Um, I'm really excited actually for who we've got on today. A lot of you know uh, McLean. Now, McLean, just to make sure I can hear you, will you chime in real quick? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thank you so much. And uh, a lot of you uh, probably know McLean. He's he's been a leader here uh, at Limitless for a, a good period of time now. I mean, McLean has has been a a bit of a, a poster uh, poster child, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, McLean came in, joined the inner circle, and then in a very short order, started seeing just unbelievable and unreal results. Um, doing things that most people only think about or only dream about, and uh, he's come in and made a huge splash in Limitless Land, and it's been amazing to see and to watch him and his progression. And so, let, first of all, McLean, I want to say thank you for taking some time this morning to jump on our tribe call today. Hey, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So let's jump in. I just want to, you know, kind of pick your brain and ask you some questions and and help. Um, help teach those that are on the line today what they can do to start seeing some of the same success that you've been able to see. And, and before we get there, I'd love to kind of back up for just a moment and talk about what you were doing before you came to Limitless and before you start to learn about belief breakthrough. Talk to us about of, of your background. Well, a little bit of my background is uh, I, I, I got back from my, my LDS mission. Um, I was doing two years of service out in Siberia, Russia. And uh, that was back in 2011 when I got back. And I decided, hey, I don't have a job and I need to pay for school, so I'm going to go and do sales. So I, uh, I started doing sales jobs. I eventually graduated with a degree in business and psychology and right before I went to Limitless, I was, um, I was working at a tech company called Workfront. And they're, they're over by Thanksgiving Point. And, you know, I was, I was making a decent income. I was making about $65,000 a year. Um, but I was sending out mass emails to people. Um, <laughs> and I, I was just a, a very basic marketer who would set up the appointments for the actual salesperson to close and make more money than me, even though I did all of the work. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was doing. All right. 
And, and so what, what kind of got you to come to Limitless in the first place? Well, back in 2014, I, I got married for the first time. Um, I'm now married to uh, my beautiful wife, Ina, um, but that was, that was this year that I got married. This was my second marriage. And when I got married in 2014, um, it, didn't, it didn't play out quite the way that I expected it to. Um, and a lot of things happened that, um, for lack of a better term, let's just say that there was a lot of dishonesty. Um, and I, I lost a lot of sense of who I could trust. I even lost sense in you know, my higher power, my, my trust in, in God. And I, I was in a really bad place, Stephen. Um, I, I found that the more that I went through life after that divorce, um, the more that I, I realized that there was something wrong, something really, really wrong, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to explain it. Um, I just felt like I was, I was thinking differently. I, I didn't feel like I could relate to people. I felt that I was disconnected from reality, and that I was just kind of in my own world, left to my own uh, success, whatever I could create. And I just uh, I, I kept living because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And um, I just went through life trying to make the best of it, but I, I, it felt like something was really, really wrong. So when my one of my best friends, Josh David, he invited me to Limitless, I said, ah, heck no, I'm not going. <laughs> um, I'm not going to your weird seminar stuff. And then he invited me in a different way. He said, well, how about you come and break dance at, at this event that's going on? And so Josh and I, we've, we, we do a lot of break dancing together. And so I went, and this was July of 2016. Um, I came to the second night, and we did the manifesto face-off. Um, and we started doing some break dancing. And so then Chris and uh, Gerald, they, they came up to me afterwards, and they said, hey, um, that was really great, and you know how to run a crowd. So uh, let's get together, and you can teach me how to break dance sometime. And I said, okay, what time? And he said, and Chris says to me, oh, it'll be at 6 a.m. on Monday. And I said, no way. <laughs> and, uh, but then I showed up, taught some break dancing with Josh to Chris, and uh, you know, Chris and I connected at that moment, and he invited me personally to Limitless. So I decided to check it out, and that's when my life started to really change. Wow. So talk to me. So you, you came to the event. You know, you started hanging out a little bit there with Chris, and, and uh, you started to learn, you know, some different things. Obviously, eventually that led to you, you coming in and, and joining the inner circle. And what, what changed within you once you – once you learn and start implementing breakthrough in your own life? Well, that's a really great question. Um, because when I, when I first started coming to Limitless, the first day uh, when we started doing the greatness I see in you, I thought, man, I'm really uncomfortable and I really don't want to be here. And I don't really... Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was in a place of get me out of here, get me out. And, um, 
as I went home that first night, I noticed that I was thinking differently. You know, here we are. We just did the greatness I see in you. We did the board break. We did the angel walk. And I go home, and I'm start. I'm thinking of people differently. And I, I had a desire to know people on a deeper level. I had a desire to love people and see them for who they are, because I had experienced so much pain, and I felt like I needed to hide until I started going to Limitless and people started to see me and I wanted to help other people to see that, you know, they, they have value. And so when I started applying that after the first day, I went home and I saw somebody on the side of the road who had blown out a tire. Now I pulled over and this is something that I, I wasn't typically doing at this time. I, I was very concerned with my own problems, but I pulled over and I said, Hey, is everything okay? And you know, they, they looked over and they said, yeah, yeah, or, you know, my dad's about five minutes away, he's going to help us out. And I said, okay, like, do you need me to stay? No, 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 you're good, you're good, we're totally fine. And I said, okay. And as I'm driving away, I said, wow, that spoke volumes to me as to how I'm, I'm thinking and showing up differently. And the only, the only difference in my life was I had attended Limitless the first day, so I went back the second day. And I went back the third day, and what started to change within me was I realized that my number one limiting belief was I'm not worthy of being a leader or being an example of being a good man. And when I could see that clearly, um, it was tied directly to another limiting belief. <laughs> many, time these, many times these limiting beliefs have webs, right? And uh, the other belief was, well, if I'm not worthy of it, then that must mean I'm not good enough, you know? And so what changed within me to just bring it on home was I started believing in myself, not because other people were doing so, but because I made a conscious decision that I was going to believe in myself. And it didn't matter to me whether somebody else told me I was worthy or good enough, I was going to make that decision in and of myself, and I was going to show up regardless of what the reward was in the end. Um, I made an unconditional decision to show up in my highest and best self, no matter what I was labeled as. Oh, that's so. powerful. So... You know, we're talking about belief breakthrough here, and obviously, like you said, you know, there's bears, and, and, and there's, there's, it's more than just, um, it's not just shifting your beliefs, though, right? It, it also includes massive action. So I'd love to hear what some of your biggest action steps were that you took once you began changing your beliefs about yourself. Wow. So this is a great question. Um, when I heard about how much Inner Circle was going to cost me, I freaked out. I, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've never dealt with that kind of money before, and I was scared out of my mind. But I, I kept having this feeling, you need to do it. You need to do it. Whatever it takes, you need to do it. So I got in contact with a friend, and I leveraged their credit <laughs> to get into Inner Circle and Mentor Maker. And... Uh, paid them off. <laughs> and that's something that most people wouldn't do because 
you know, if they, they think, oh, I don't have the credit, I can't get in, I did not let that hold me back. I did whatever it took. So that was a very scary decision that I made. And since then, I have invested into another mentor, which was $25,000, another mentor, which was $25,000, and then another mentor, which was $27,000. And now I'm working personally with Chris. Um, I mean, I have, I have been doing everything in my power to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can, because I understand that the money will come back. And it has. Um, another massive step was I, I announced to the world, hey, I'm, I'm now doing um, coaching and mentoring, and I'm teaching people breakthrough. Um, I started meeting with people, and uh, for the first couple of months, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. I think I made, I think I made four to five thousand dollars in the first um, four months that I was doing it. This was this was last year, and then this year everything just took off. Um, and I, I started getting $20,000 clients, $25,000 clients, and working with people on their businesses as well as um, personal fitness and, and relationships. Um, I've had multiple friends that have worked with me um, come up to me and say, McLean, like, because you stepped forward and you started teaching breakthrough, um, it saved my marriage. I've had multiple friends come up to me, close friends come up to me who have decided to work with me on a client basis, say that to me. And it's a, it's a really humbling thought as well as um, I'm very grateful that I, I took that massive action. I took those massive risks. Um, something else was a month after I announced that I was starting this mentoring business, this is during the time in, in the four months that I was making about four to $5,000. So I was making about $1,000 a month for the first little bit last year. I quit my job. I stopped working at Workfront so that I could leverage more time to dedicate to my own personal mentoring as well as finding more clients to work with. Um, and that was scary, cutting off your, your source of income when you've got rent to pay, you know, and and you've got dates to go on because I wasn't married at the time. Uh, <laughs> um, food, car payment, insurance, phone payment, like all these other things that I was paying for. And now mentoring, I've got to pay for inner circle. I've got to pay my friend back who I leveraged their credit. I was scared out of my mind to quit my job, but I did it. And that helped a lot. It helped me to say there is no going back. I am burning my boats and I am committing to succeed or to die. And typically the brain is designed to survive, so it helped me a lot to cut, cut the rope or to burn the boat so that I could get resourceful. And so those were a couple of the things that I, I really changed in my life or the, the big risks that I took. Uh, so, you know... Obviously, again, you've got you, you did the belief breakthrough work. Um, you started taking massive action, which led you. I mean, these are some great examples of amazing massive action. Taking some of those those risks as well. Um, what do you feel? Um, did you feel like in that process? Uh, it, was there ever were there ever moments where you began to doubt yourself, or where you where the fear crept in? And if that happened. You know, how did you deal with it? Let me ask you first, did that happen ever? Where, where the fear came up and you had to, you know, get back into some brief breakthrough work? Uh, 
yes, absolutely. I mean, and I, I think it's hilarious because a lot of the time people will come up to me after hearing what I've done and they'll say, you're like a superhuman. And I look at them and I say, no, I was scared out of my mind the entire time, just like you. Everybody has fear. Everybody will experience it in their life. Everybody will experience limiting beliefs in their life. Um, but in order to allow myself to step forward, even when that fear was there, yeah, I, I had to do breakthrough constantly with myself. I, I almost had a nervous breakdown <laughs> when I hit six figures in a couple of months, and I said, how do I show up for my clients now? How am I going to do this? I got really scared when I hit that point because I had never made six figures in a, in a year before. But when that happened, I calmed myself down. I took myself through a breakthrough, and I had this realization, or the break, I had the breakthrough, that no matter how much money somebody's paying me, I'm still going to show up in my highest and best self. I will give them my all. And I started learning um, that the fear really had nothing to do with how I'm going to show up. It had everything to do with um, I was afraid that they wouldn't see the results, and I can't control that. I can only control how much I show up for the person, how much I you know, offer them. But in the end, the results come down to them taking the step out of their comfort zone and into that courage beyond that fear, or rather stepping into the arrow and overcoming their own fears. I can, I had to let go of that idea that, you know, my success was dictated by somebody else's results. My success is dictated by what I can control. And that comes down to me showing up. And so, yeah, I, I mean, there were many times that I got scared when, I, when it comes to money. I mean, money is one of the most triggering things that we experience at, at Limitless, um, and we talk about it constantly. So um, obviously we deal with a lot of triggered people, <laughs> and I, I was one of those people, and it, it had everything to do with money. Um, but I, I understand now through breakthrough and through re-paradigming uh, my views of money and value um, just how easy it is to make money because I am of infinite value. I have a lot to give people. I know I can help people, but in the end it comes down to them. And I can, I can help them. I can encourage them, motivate them, but in the end it comes down to them. And when I got a clear picture of how things are, um, that helped me a lot in my own breakthroughs. And the anxiety of worrying about things that I couldn't control that started to go away, and I, I actually stopped having panic attacks altogether, and I used to have them regularly. So yeah, fear is a big thing for me, but I absolutely overcame it through breakthrough and then by taking immediate action. And I didn't hesitate. I took it immediately. That's awesome. McLean, would you be willing to get a little more granular here as well? I, I don't, I don't want to you know, necessarily harangue this point so too much, but I this is where I think a lot of people get hung up. You know, a lot of people do let that fear overtake them, and, uh, you know, you've, you've been able to um, learn to manage that fear and to overcome
overcome that fear, to do that belief breakthrough, would you mind talking about a specific fear that you faced in this process uh, and, and, and even, even maybe where that belief was? And, you know, if, if you could get vulnerable for a moment here, what you did or what the breakthrough was for you that helped you get past it? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I'd have to say that the the biggest fear that I overcame uh, while in Inner Circle and working with <clears throat> uh, the Limitless Mentors, um, I'll, I'll name two of them who really helped me in, in this process specifically. It was Marianne and Chris. Um, it was when we were doing the rat traps. Um, and, you know, there are things that we know about ourselves and then there are things that we don't know about ourselves. And um, I'm asking for permission, um, and I'm going to take that permission to um, share a little bit about my spiritual beliefs that caused a lot of fear in my life. Now, whether somebody believes the same way or not, I know that this can be related to every single person and their relationships with other people. Um, and that's why I think that this is relevant. When I... Uh, when I did that rat traps process, I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be blindfolded. I'm going to walk barefoot through rat traps, and somebody is going to be speaking, and I can't ask them questions. They're just going to tell me where to step. Okay, no problem. Put on the blindfold, and I'm ready to rock and roll. And then immediately I had this just dread. And I, I think fear is not a good enough word <laughs> for what I was feeling in that moment. It was dread. Like, I'm going to die. And here I am. I mean, I'm this athletic guy. I could easily walk over a couple of rat traps while watching myself go over rat traps and have them snap on my feet, and it wouldn't do anything to me. It might hurt for a little while, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not afraid of pain. But what I realized in that moment is that I was afraid of what I couldn't see. And for me, in particular, it was afraid of, am I forgiven of previous sin or previous mistakes that I had made? But it's relevant in, in everybody's life of, I'm afraid of what I can't see. And this could be in business, it could be with God, it could be with your, with your spouse, it could be with anybody. But if you have a fear of what you can't see, and you don't move forward... I personally believe that is the definition of fear. You know, it's, it's when you uh, lack the confidence or the faith or whatever to, to move forward because you don't know what's going to happen. And I got so triggered. I was crying uncontrollably in, in Chris's arms, and then Marianne took me aside, and we talked about it, processed it for a good hour, and I was crying, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking like snot cry. Like, it was like snot all over the place, and it was just an ugly, ugly, ugly cry. cry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, I, what I learned in, in that moment was that there are things that I can't see, and there are things that I can't control, and I'm okay with that. Whether or not... And, and this is this is where and this is one of my keynotes now that I that I share on stages. Um, whether or not you know I'm going to heaven or hell, I'm going to show up in my highest and best self no matter what. It, it became an unconditional decision to believe in myself, 
rather than to allow the fear in. And this has bled, beautifully bled, and, and filled the veins of my entire life since I made that decision back in January of 2017. That was at the beginning of this year. And that's when everything started to click in my business. And then I got married three months later. It all went back to this decision that regardless of if God takes me back or not, because it's his choice, it's not my choice, it's his, I will do everything in my power to show up as my highest and best self. I will believe in myself. I will do everything I can to succeed. I will quit my job so that I can commit to my success. I will go out and I will find people. And I can't control how much money I'm going to make. That's an arbitrary goal. Oh, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. Like That used to be my goal, but now my goal is I am going to help a certain amount of people this week. You know, And I have the goals different based on my planning sessions each week. But I do something that I can control. I can control how many people I meet with, how many calls I make. I can control where I'm working, how much time I dedicate to something, but I can't necessarily control the results. So why am I worried about them? Why am I worried about a result that I can't even freaking control? I ought to be focused on the things that I can control. And when I did that, that is when everything really, really changed, Stephen. So, I mean, I, I can't stress it enough. And if you don't have any – or if you have any questions um, for clarity's sake, please ask them because I'd love to clarify this point because I believe it's one of the most important lessons for people to learn. Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, – for me, it's been clear. We will open it up for some Q&A here uh, a little bit. Um, I've got one last question. I think before we do open it up for, to some Q&A, uh, for our group here, and but my last question is really just, you know, as we're talking to people, as we're talking about the belief breakthrough that, that you get to experience, that you've experienced, and the massive action that you've taken, the risks that you've faced, the fears that you've faced, and, and that ability that you've had to overcome, to look beyond, and to take control of your life, what advice would you give to our Limitless Tribe when it comes to that risk, when it comes to taking massive action? Uh, to, to, when it comes to following your intuition, um, that, that that's often facilitated by that belief breakthrough. What would you What would you tell them? Well, um, it may seem a lot simpler than it actually is to implement. Um, and so, I mean, it, for everybody who's writing these things down, um, you know, I, I encourage you to actually follow through with this because this will change your life. Um, it, it definitely has changed mine. <clears throat> um, Stephen, when, when I'm going through um, people who are, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking to people at these limitless events, um, people who are implementing breakthrough, the most, and I'm going to call it for what it is, it's a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit to believe that simply by going through a belief breakthrough that your life is going to change. And so the best advice I can give a person is when you go through a belief breakthrough, do not forget the last step. You must implement the final step, and that is there's an action that you must take, a massive action that you must take now that you understand and have clarity on these beliefs that you're choosing into, on these fears that you're overcoming. But if you don't take that action step, the belief breakthrough will do you no good. 
you must take action. And so the advice I can give you is, no matter how freaking scary it is, or how easy it is, commit to always do the action step that you feel inspired to do, no matter what. If it is to quit your job, do it. If it is to have that hard communication conversation with your spouse so that you guys can finally start connecting again, do it. If it is to go and buy a gym membership, even though you're low on money and you're scared to go to the gym, do it. If it is to, this is a great one too with dieting, um, if you go to a, a place and they give you more food than you plan on eating, don't finish your plate, eat as much as you need to, and then don't use the rest. It's not wasteful, okay, unless you want to choose to believe that it's wasteful. It was perfectly designed so that you could get enough for your diet so that, so that you can get nourished, but you don't have to eat everything. I think that um, when people, they use breakthrough like candy and they think that it's this, this therapeutic fix, um, this is why sometimes, and I'm going to say it for what it is, breakthrough would not work in that case. It would make you feel good for a little bit of time, and then the belief would come back later. You've got to take massive action for the breakthrough to have full effect, and then it will work every single time. So that's my advice. Awesome, man. I love that. I think that is uh, perfect advice, and, and we'll, we'll kind of um, continue now. We'll, we'll, I want to move into a little bit of Q&A. And so for anyone that's on the line right now, you're, you're in Q&A mode, just press star six. If you've got some questions on how to take massive action in your life, or maybe you're stuck against, uh, you know, you're kind of stuck against a certain belief, not sure where to move forward with it. Uh, McLean is here. I'm here. We'd love to help you through whatever we can uh, to help you take some next steps. Uh, so we'd love to open up the lines here. Just press star six and jump in the queue, and I'll take you as you come in. All right. So let's take our first caller here. Uh, we've got phone number ending at six zero one two. Who do we have? I, I don't hear anybody. Do you? Not yet, but we're they're they're there. Phone number ending is six zero one two. Make sure your mute is off. Thank you, thank you. My mute was on. This is Shawnee Davis. Hey, Shawnee, how are you? Hey, Shawnee. I am so fine. But I just had to say some things about about um, McLean. I remember when you came to Limitless the first time, you sat right by me, you had a red shirt on, and you sat there, and I looked at you, and I said, oh, hi, and I introduced myself. You may not remember, but I said, are you here for your first time? And you just kind of said, yeah, and you got really scared, like, oh, I really don't want to be here. And then you got up and started breakdancing, and I have watched you grow from that day, and at first I thought, oh, you're just a cocky little kid, it just, you know, but I have <laughs> learned from you. I mean, I did, I did think you was cocky at first. I thought, oh, my gosh. But I have learned. I mean, I love you to death. You are the most awesome person. I have, um, I saw you from the very beginning. You, you act like 
I don't want to be here. And you have just grown, and you're such a good example for people. You're such a good example for me. I mean, it, it taught me to think, no, you're, you're, you're a pretty cool guy. You're not cocky. You're just a pretty cool guy, you know. And, and I, just, I just wanted to let you know that I have so much respect and admiration for you. And, and seeing where you were that first day when you sat by me and where you are now, it is amazing. And you should be really, really proud of yourself. And I just want you to know how much I love you. I love all you guys. Thank you so and I, much. I really love you, McLean. I just, I just have a real, I just have a real heart for you. So that's all I had to say. I just wanted to say that. Well, thank you. <laughs> Do you have any questions at all, though? Um, well, not really. I just wanted to say how, how I just wanted to tell you that uh, I think that the example of fear that you've, you know, your, your statement about fear is something that I deal with every single day. I am really afraid of breakthroughs. I, I avoid breakthroughs because I don't want to. I mean, I've had a few, but I, after going to the breakthrough class, I decided what I need to do is start doing more so that I can become a good breakthrough coach also. So I think that that might be something that, um, I will need to work on, and, and that's basically what I need to do. Could I, is it, am, uh, may, I, may I offer a little bit of feedback on what you just said? Yes, for sure. So um, I think that this is a common thing, actually, um, to be afraid of breakthrough. Um, I, I've seen it in many people's lives, including my own, um, mm-hmm. since I've, I've started this journey and what, what it really is, and, and this is really what you are saying in other words is, um, I'm afraid of change. And wow. that's so normal because, um, everybody will avoid anything that threatens their identity, whether it's success or failure or good or bad or whatever you want to call it. They really, you know, and we could go into a different topic of talking about what is good and what is bad, but let's just keep it simple. Really, we're going to be avoiding anything that threatens um, our identity or, or causes change in our life. And it, uh, it does us no good because the only way to get somewhere different is to change. You know, if, if you want to soar to higher heights and you want to be able to help more people, and, you know, Shawnee, like, I have no doubt in my mind that you with your bubbly and happy personality want to help as many people as you can. And I'm going to, this is the feedback that I'm, that I'm going to offer is um, you won't be able to do that to your full potential unless you do it for yourself first. Wow. You hit it right on the head. Now you're making me cry. How can you have to make me cry? McLean. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> I hit it right on the head. I am, there's so many changes that, that are going on in my life, and I'm really afraid of them. You're right. But here's the crazy thing. You don't have to be afraid of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, subconsciously, we, we are. You know, we, we feel it all the time. But you don't have to be. You know, when it, when it comes to breakthrough, this is the reason why, you know, even with Uplife, while we're, why we are encouraging everybody to get breakthrough into every home, get people to be doing breakthroughs every single day. 
Sure, it, it, it could become a monotonous pro process if you let it, but it doesn't have to be. You can make every single breakthrough powerful. Just like, and, and I'm going to use this example again because I go to church, right? You can make every single boring sacrament meeting exciting if you choose for it to be exciting. You can choose to have a beautiful, beautiful breakthrough every single time that you choose for it to. You've just got to take the step forward and, and don't be afraid to change because really change is, that's what you were born to do. You were born to adapt. You were born to change. You were born to grow and to fail and to become better through your failure. And, your, and you know, if you could facilitate that consciously, all the better. Wow. You know, and Chris constantly is talking about how if, if it took us a thousand breakthroughs to finally be free of all of our limiting beliefs, how fast would it take you to go through a thousand breakthroughs, Shani? Wow. <laughs> I've got quite a few probably because, you know, I've got a probably a lot there. But it would be worth yeah. it. It would be worth it. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to extend a challenge to you. I'm going to extend you a, a, a challenge to call someone up who knows how to do breakthrough. It can be me later on today if you want it to, or it can be somebody else, and I'm going to encourage you to get a breakthrough today, okay. specifically on avoiding breakthrough. Oh, that will be good for me, huh? Yeah, and maybe oh. the action step at the end of everything would even be get a daily breakthrough. Like if, I, if, if you get nothing else from this call but to do daily breakthrough, Stephen and I have done our job. You guys always do a good job. I just need to follow through. Follow through. So I'm going to encourage you. Yes. I'm going to encourage you to take that action, and then you're going to follow up with me saying, McLean, I got my breakthrough. Sound good? All right. And maybe just telling you, who knows? I'll just have to. Nah, yeah. Okay. Well, here I am, just trying to give you some compliments, and you really helped me out. I appreciate you. Appreciate okay. Thank you, you so much, Shani. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Hey, McLean and Stephen, it's Suzanne Christensen slash Wayland, formerly. How are you? Guys? Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> McLean, you've got me trembling in my boots, literally my whole body shaking right now based on our last um, PM. But um, I decided to listen in today, and um, a lot of things have really impressed me and reminded me of our first um, breakthrough together. Um, so I actually have two questions, um, and I wanted to give you both, and then you can decide which ones would benefit the group best. Um, sure. We might even have okay some time to do both. Okay. So, um, and you can decide the order, too, because they kind of um, lead into one another for me. But um, the first one is, how do you prioritize the changes in actions when they build off each other? Um, does that make any sense? Like, I feel um, like Kind of. I'll, I'll ask a clarifying question in a moment. What's the second question? And the second one is, um, how do you take your massive immediate action when not only are you dealing with the fear of 
it affecting your own personal life, but like people you interact with, like that actually that's a great question. Big parts into your life, like your children, your spouse. You know, if, if I were to up and quit my job as a single mom, and then my domestic partner would be fully financially responsible, and my my kids might suffer for a little bit financially, and my partner definitely if I right. quit working for a little bit and keep time to self. So right. those are my two questions. Yeah, those are two great questions. Um, okay, so just to get a little bit of clarification, you're asking about how do I prioritize um, facilitating change in my life or facilitating um, what is m- the most important direction to go with that change? So yeah, which so one is Probably the latter, but kind of both because there's so many areas that need massive action and change um, and they also like they're interlinked um, and so it's hard to prioritize which one to start with and it feels like if I drop the plate in one area then everything else will fall like it'll be a domino effect of falls and or successes um, and maybe I'm actually more afraid I know I'm actually more afraid of the successes than I am the failures because I'm familiar with the failure and not familiar with success. So it's actually more scary. Actually, I'm going to challenge that. Um, I don't believe that you are more afraid of success than you are of failure because success and failure, they come from the same – it's literally the same emotion. It's change. Um, And it's – but – but – with that being said, it's, uh, we have fears of, of changing in any direction, right? And mm-hmm. whether it is failure or success, um, we're going to do, or our, our subconscious is going to do what it's familiar with. So if we've mm-hmm. been more familiar with failure, of course, that's going to be more comfortable to stay in. If we've been more um, familiar with success, however you want to label success and failure, you're going to mm-hmm. stay with this familiar. And, you know, this is, this is where labeling and paradigming is so important in belief breakthrough. And this is something that they don't typically teach in the script, but it's incredibly important. If you have a certain understanding of what failure is or what success is and is dictating what your limiting beliefs are, um, it will be near impossible to achieve success with a false understanding of what success is. Does that make sense? Will you repeat the last part? Um, I was if you don't understand, if you don't understand success the same way that I do, or the same way that Chris does, or the same way that somebody who is living what you would consider, oh, wow, they have this successful life. If you don't understand it fully the same way or in a way that really honors you, you will do whatever it takes to avoid success because of the misunderstanding of what it actually is. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because in prioritization – of choosing what is the right path to go down, the only time that you're going to know that is if you listen to your intuition. Don't worry about the labels because sometimes labels can be misleading. Don't worry about the action 
because sometimes the action itself and the understanding that we have of, oh, if I quit my job, then it means this, 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 and this, we may not have a full grasp or paradigm or point of view of what that actually, what it actually is. And if we don't understand exactly why, but we feel that it's the right thing to do, if you follow the emotion that your intuition brings to you, if you follow that feeling deep down inside of you that you know it's the right thing to do, and then you keep following it, even if it doesn't make sense, that is probably one of the only ways that you will be led to your full potential in life and your greatest form of peace and happiness. But I'll tell you this, like the world does a really great job of creating all of these different labels of what love is, for example. Holy Hannah. (laughs) Um, The world does a really good job of implanting into our mind, well, love means this, well, love means this, well, love means this. And this is why I've been asking so many interesting questions on Facebook You know, I ask, what is love to you? What is it in your opinion? Is it a lot of money to earn a million dollars, yes or no? And everybody says something different. I don't know if you've noticed that, but that's the reason why I've been asking these questions on Facebook, is to understand people's paradigms. That makes sense. Because if we're able to have a higher and better understanding of what success is or what happiness is, then we can achieve it. And then we can prioritize it to the best of our ability. So let's go to your questions now. Number one, you had the question of how do I prioritize what is the right kind of change in my life? So let's go and right the, back to and the actions too. And the right actions to take, right? So mm-hmm. let's just go right to the bare minimum of how to answer that. It has to do with intuition. And I'm going to tell you right now, intuition is directly attached to trust within yourself. Now, if somebody has a problem trusting themselves, this may require some breakthrough. Learning to trust yourself is crucial. Learning to trust that intuition within yourself is so crucial for you to be able to prioritize this. Prioritize what is the right direction for me? What is the right vision of where I'm going towards? Mm -hmm. You need to learn that trust within yourself, and then it will become literally one of the easiest things in the world to follow your intuition. Sorry, you were until then. That last part, McLean, my three year old, walked in. Sure. Um, In order for intuition to have its deepest and most profound effect, I'm going to invite you to learn to trust yourself even more. Intuition is directly attached to trust within yourself. Whether that feeling is coming from yourself or whether it's coming from some higher power, you can be the judge of that, but you need to learn trust within that. And trust, trust is a choice, but it does require some breakthrough sometimes. I know for me, obviously, trusting my higher and best self or trusting my God was really difficult for me a year ago. It was very difficult. And this is why it was one of the most profound breakthroughs for stepping forward without fear. Or stepping forward into the fear, beyond the fear, because the fear doesn't go away. (laughs) That's true. 
Now the next question that you had was in regards to how do you take that massive action? Um, when, when it directly affects um, like your children and your spouse. When it directly affects other people. Okay, great question. Um, Mom. You know, and, and this is something that I personally, I, I have some understanding of it, but at the same time, I don't have a full grasp of it because most of, most of my business decisions, um, yeah, I mean, they affect my, my wife, absolutely, but I, I haven't had kids yet. And so, but if I, were to, if I were to give some advice on this, this is what it would be. And take it for what it's worth from a kid, okay, a kid who has done a lot of things and understands fear, but also understands how my decisions will affect other people, um, I understand that you've got a lot of emotion attached to your children, attached to you know anybody that you are, are with, a husband, a boyfriend, whatever it may be. Um, and your choices, no matter what they, they are, they will always affect other people. But the emotional, uh, the emotional effect that children have on our decisions are very, very powerful. And it will either keep you in fear and you're going to make decisions out of fear of hesitating or proceeding with action um, that may not necessarily honor your intuition and what is the right direction to go down. So when you're taking massive action and you don't have that trust within yourself or that intuition that you're following, you're going to be swayed by everything outside of you, your children, your spouse, you're going to be influenced by money and rent and all those other things, things that make sense, quote-unquote. But if you disconnect from that, those feelings of fear, and you just focus on, okay, what do I actually want? What is the most important thing? Excuse me. Sorry, I have to step into a, another room really quick. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, when you have a clear understanding of what your intuition is guiding you towards and that comes through trust and you listen to that and you're not necessarily paying attention to all of the other noise that's going on and that can, it can be children, I'm going to encourage you to follow your intuition. Typically, typically your intuition will make sense when it comes to your children, but sometimes it will not. Sometimes it will say for you to do something crazy and you're going to be like, what? I've got children. I've got mouths to feed. I've got this and all these quote-unquote logical things come up. And if you let those logical things take control of what is actually inspiring you, that intuition, um, that could cloud your pathway. And it, it, can, it can stop you from doing things, or it could encourage you to do things that really wouldn't honor you or your children in the first place. So how do you make those decisions? It goes back to the same thing, intuition. Follow the intuition that you feel. And that comes through breakthrough to understand how to trust yourself on a much deeper level and trust your higher power on a much deeper level. Does that make sense? Yeah, what is bullet breakthrough, or did I misunderstand you? Oh, I said belief breakthrough. 
Oh, fully. Okay, I was like, bullet break through that a new process. Okay, <clears throat> got it. Yeah, you wear a Kevlar vest and no. no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <clears throat> uh, so did that answer your questions? It did. Um, if I may ask one more, if we have time and it's connected to um, the first question, but kind of both. Um, is that all right? It's regarding intuition. Stephen, do we have time? Yeah, we've got a couple minutes left. Let's take, let's take okay. the last part. Um, let's so, go for it. Uh, just for intuition's sake, um, if you have a history of violating your intuition and your inner child um, and your higher power, um, and you're working on rebuilding those things, and you're now picking up and recognizing the intuition, but you're still not acting as quickly, like you're still maybe judging and questioning it, how would you overwrite that? Is that more of a belief breakthrough thing, or do you have some systems that work for that? This is actually a really great question and a really relevant question because um, I, I was in the same boat. Um, I had violated my intuition many, many times after my divorce. I did many things that dishonored me and many things that led me to a life that ultimately did not pr uh, produce peace, happiness, or success. Um, it kept me stuck. And number one, Suzanne, what I'm going to recommend for you is um, seek out and whether it's with John Wickham or, or somebody else of your, of your choosing, find somebody to give you a breakthrough specifically to understand how to trust yourself on a very, very deep level. Number two, I'm going to encourage you with everything that you have inside of your soul and your being to let go of the past. You don't live in the past. You also don't live in the future. You can only control what is happening right here, right now. And whether you believe in eternity or not, eternity is a forever of right now moments. It's not this arbitrary thing that's going to be in the future. You know, you can't influence anything in the future. You can only influence what's going on right now. So if you have a history it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, that's the bare bones answer. It doesn't matter if you have a history of dishonoring yourself or not. You have the choice to honor yourself right here, right now. You have the choice to listen to your intuition right here and right now. You have that ability inside of you. All right. <clears throat> I ran across this quote recently that said, it's not true, the YOLO thing, you only live once. Um, we live every day. We only die once. And I thought that was pretty powerful, and you just made it even that much stronger. So thank you, Michael, uh, McLean, and uh, Stephen, for taking the time to answer the questions. And um, thank you, Tribe, for letting me ask so many. I hope it was helpful to all of you. And thank you for letting me take so much time in creating that space. I appreciate all of you. No problem. Thank you for being on the call with us. Much love, Ohana. All right, well, McLean, um, I just want to express my gratitude to you for, again, being on the call this morning, taking time out of your busy schedule, and uh, giving us so many amazing nuggets of information that, that uh, we, can, we can take home and begin to implement today. And I, I want to invite everybody that's on the call to begin taking massive action. Do the belief breakthrough, but take massive action, and, and let's, uh, let's follow that counsel, that, 
McLean's given us. McLean, thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much, Stephen. Absolutely. All right, everybody, let's go ahead and end the call in true limitless fashion. I'm going to go ahead and unmute everybody here. Yeah. All right, on the count of three, I'm going to hear a massive I am limitless. One, two, three. I am limitless. I am limitless.